0: Morning, guys. Welcome to this Monday's devotional. And this morning's actually quite a, I guess, a little bit of a vulnerable devotional from my side. I was reading through Matthew chapter 19. I'd like to read to you from verse 28 and just share, maybe give you a little bit of an inside line on some of Cindy and I's thinking around this text and how it's affected our lives. It's Matthew 19, 28. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, with the renewal of all things, When the Son of Man sits on His glorious throne, you who have followed Me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or fields for My sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. And so, let me just give you a bit of the perspective on this. When I was a young Christian, right, like this idea of wanting to make a difference, this idea of wanting to be first, of wanting to be elevated and have profile in the church and make a difference in people's lives and be recognized for my ministry and blah, blah, all the stuff that comes with when you're newly saved. Um, and still some of us wrestle with that stuff. It's very real. Um, those things were at the front of my mind. But then I'd read a text like this and then it was like, okay, so the only way I can be first is by being lost. So then it kind of elicited this... Um, false humility in me of um oh no you know I don't I don't want to elevate myself because if I do then you know in the back of my mind I'm gonna be lost so I'm gonna I, I, I'll be lost you know yes you have the last muffin or you know always kind of wanting to um it, it's the same motive, right? It's exactly the same motive as wanting to put myself first. It's just adding an extra step by saying, well, if I'm last, then I'll be first. But it's the same heart. And that's the issue. The heart was still wanting to be first. And what Jesus is saying through this text is that God sees. And friends, I don't know how else to explain it, but this has become and probably one of the most powerful things that carries Cindy and I as a ministry couple and has carried us for many years of God sees. He sees the sacrifices that are made in private private, and he makes note of those things. He also sees the selfishness. He sees the um, arrogance and the pushing for position in private, in my heart sometimes. And he makes note of that. And so this thing of being able to live in a world where God sees it's amazing how i don't have to look to people to be the ones that um are i'm gonna pay me back or the ones that are going to uh the, what's what's the word when someone yeah you know, when someone compensates you for something i don't need compensation uh, from the people around but really God is the one i'm in pa- in partnership with him But in partnership, not in a way of being equals, but he's welcomed me into his thing. And I get to lay my life down. And on top of that, not only do I receive eternal life. I love what Jesus says. He says, everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. I mean, eternal life is enough on top of all it because I didn't deserve that. But it's the little things, friends, where we lay our lives down for others. Jesus says when you choose to lay things down, he sees it all and he is the one who will ultimately repay. And so it sets us free from having to tell everybody about what we've done. It sets us free from having to advertise ourselves and try and look for compensation from those around us, whether it be financial or um, verbal compensation or emotional compensation or social compensation. That people, you know, people appreciate or all those kind of things. We don't need that. And oftentimes, I find if we are going to do the things that God has called us to, we walk into a world. and We mentioned it actually last Sunday that um, you walk into a world where people don't have the compensation. We live in a very contractual world where I walk in, and unless it's you know, look at our, our health system, you know, unless you've got a medical aid, you go to a government hospital. You can't go to a private hospital. And it's a lot like that, that, you know, we live in a world where are you going to compensate me for my effort? No, well, then I'm not going to make the effort. And what God has done almost is he's underwriting all of our effort. And he's saying, don't look to the people that I'm calling you to meet. Don't look to the people that I'm calling you to reach. Don't look to them for compensation. Look to me. When you feel like just, um, you know, I don't have the time for this. And what am I going to get out of this? God's like, I'm making a note. And he says um, that that we will receive a hundred times as much. And we don't do it because of the hundred times as much. But we have this deep security knowing that God is underwriting our effort. He is the one who's seeing and making sure that we will have enough. And friends, I think if we can live in that space, it sets us free to be a whole lot more generous. It sets us free to be a whole lot more gracious with our speech. And um, open with our time and open with our homes and um, free with our emotion and our encouragement and all those kind of things. As we begin to walk in that stuff, it's amazing how it just creates width for those around us. Um, and when they come to us, offering whatever they're offering, and how could you do this? It's listen. I'm here on behalf of God. I'm just as privileged as you are to be able to do this. It's a privilege for me. One of the things Cindy and I have learned, even when we go, someone a family's in a crisis and we go and visit them and maybe drop off, drop off some food or whatever it is and pray with them and maybe offer counsel and, and they like to say thank you to us. We make sure most of the time, as far as possible, that we thank them. And they look at us with a strange look like, why are you thanking us? Thank you for the privilege of being vulnerable with us. Thank you for the privilege of inviting us into your life. Thank you for letting us help you. Thank you for allowing me to walk out this mission that I have with God. Um, with you and, and to be able to bless you, not from a false humility place. And friends, it's something that's incredibly precious to Sunday night, something that we've walked for a long time. And if I can encourage you as well um, to begin to start looking at our lives as lives that are underwritten by God, not looking to fight to be last so that we can be first, not looking to give away so that we can get, not at all, but that we are free to live open-hearted, generous, gentle encouraging lives that when we walk into people's lives people are better off for us having been there knowing always that god is underwriting our effort and our resources i hope that blesses you and god wait to see you on wednesday